Hi friend, Claire Tuning here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Yours Truly podcast. It is episode 69 and it's also the week of Thanksgiving. If you are listening to this in real time, number one, and number two, if you live in the United States or you celebrate Thanksgiving when we celebrate it here in the United States. I have a couple of clients who live in Canada and I know for a fact that you all celebrated Thanksgiving about a month or so ago, so belated happy Thanksgiving to my Canadian friends and a very happy almost Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this again the day it's released, it is the day before Thanksgiving when your ears are hearing these words. So how are you feeling? I love Thanksgiving. I always have a problem picking my favorite of anything. Like when someone asks me, what's your favorite movie of all time? Or what's your favorite color or your favorite holiday? I'm very much one to kind of be indecisive when it comes to picking like the one favorite. But Thanksgiving does hold a pretty special spot in my heart as far as holidays go, because if it wasn't obvious already, I love food. I love talking about food in the most positive ways possible. I love helping people to enjoy food and create experiences around food that are based in nourishment and connection. And what better time to celebrate my love for all of those things? Dan, Dan, not Dan. I don't know who Dan is, but Dan, there we go. Thanksgiving. So I hope you are getting excited. If you are feeling a little bit stressed or a little bit, uh, you know, anxiety ridden heading into this holiday, that's also okay. I think any time where we are going to be surrounded by food and a lot of food and food that might not be around in our everyday, day-to-day lives, and also we're going to be surrounded by people who may make comments about that food or comments about us and how we show up in the world, I think it can also kind of be a tense time or a very stressful time. So if you are feeling any of that, I want to send you a little bit of compassion and know that you are not alone. But also know that today's episode that I'm going to share with you, I think will be really helpful in helping to set you up for hopefully one of the best holiday seasons yet being Thanksgiving and all of the other holidays that are to come over the next month and a half or so. So the episode that I have planned for you today is kind of, I I call it using every part of the pig, big air quotes there, because it is the webinar that I actually did last week, a week from when you are listening listening to this, and I called it your holiday intuitive eating thrival guide. And it was a free webinar that taught listeners, whether they were on live or on replay, how to feel less stressed around food this holiday season, how to navigate and manage any diet talk that may come up, and just how to, like I said a few moments ago, make this holiday season the best one ever as far as food is concerned and and how we think about food and relate to food. So while I was doing that webinar, I had this thought, I was like, Claire, why don't we make this a podcast episode for anyone and everyone who was not able to sign up or tune in live or catch the replay? So if you are already at the webinar or you already caught the replay, this might be a good refresher or it might be a little bit redundant, whichever way that you want to look at it. I'd like to view it as a refresher because we covered a lot of content and there were a lot of knowledge nuggets. So maybe listening to it a second round will be really helpful for you. But like I said, if you weren't able to tune in the first time, I'm really excited to bring this to you today. But before we get there, we have to cover, I don't know what's up with my words today, guys. I'm like switching my R's and L's and my D. I I don't even know what's happening. I, I think it's maybe time for a Thanksgiving break. I think that's what's happening. But before we get there, we have to cover, there we go, a couple of different things. The first being, of course, the Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. So this post actually came into the group five hours prior to when I am recording this. It was very timely and it was someone or from someone rather who attended the webinar live when I offered it last night. 
So she said, lately I have been feeling like I am not doing this air quote good enough, which is my MO. I am type A, people pleasing, perfectionist, but I was reflecting yesterday and realized some of the small wins that would have never happened had I not started this journey. And it made me feel the possibility. As we head into the holidays, I am so excited to see what wins I will continue to have. And I wish you all the same. Also, if you didn't tune in to see Claire's live webinar on intuitive eating around the holidays, check it out. As always, her words of wisdom were spot on. And she has a little quote here, a beautiful little drawing with words on it that says, reset, readjust, restart, refocus as many times as you need to. So I want to give a big shout out to the Skull Slayer for offering this little reflection, not only on the webinar, but also on her journey so far. I think many of us might be able to relate to feeling like we are people pleasers or maybe recovering perfectionists. But I I think what she said here about taking a little bit of time to pause and reflect on all that you have accomplished on this journey, no matter how big or small those wins may feel, can be a really helpful practice to just get some perspective and say, well, where was I this time last year? And what has changed for me since then? Because we may not see these wins on a day-to-day level, but I think when we can zoom out and look over how we how we felt about food over longer periods of time, we can start to see that, oh my goodness, I do feel differently, or I do handle these conversations with myself or other people, or I do handle these thoughts differently. So again, Take that moment to reflect. If you have made progress, then that is incredible. I am so happy for you. If you feel like you are kind of still stuck spinning your wheels, then you are more than welcome to reach out to me, aka through a couple of different ways. And the first is through our community here. So our free private Facebook community, The Yours Truly Goal Slayers. I talk about this every week on the podcast. So if you are not there already, what are you doing? (laughs) I have daily posts, daily, uh, we do Tuesday affirmations. What do we see? A live teaching video every Thursday. We have a lot of fun in this group and it is just a lot of free added value and community support, which is such an important component of this journey for anyone who is either looking to learn more about intuitive eating or further his, her, or their own journey. I would love, love, love to have you as well as, or or everybody else in the community would feel that way as well, I am sure. So if you are wanting to join us for the holiday season and beyond, you can go to my Instagram bio at Claire Tuning, click the link in my bio. There's an application there to fill out to join our free community, or you can also just head over directly to Facebook, type in the search bar, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers. It will come up as a private community. Just click request to join, and then I will shoot you a friend request and send you a message to get that application in your inbox. So please be on the lookout for that. Now I have one little announcement to share with you all. It's an exciting announcement, actually two announcements, but maybe we'll just tackle one for now. Yeah, actually, that sounds like a good plan. We won't overload before the content of the episode. So first announcement now, second announcement will come at the end of our episode here. So stick around if you want to hear it. But the first announcement actually comes with a question first. So have you ever purchased a gift for someone over the holiday season for whatever occasion and you're worried that, oh my goodness, they're never going to use this or is this just going to sit on their shelf? and collect dust for the rest of eternity, or maybe you didn't even know what to get someone because they have everything that they need, or they say, well, I don't want any more things, right? I know I have said that around the holiday season. It's, you know, I don't really need anything other than like shampoo and maybe like a new spice for my cabinet, these things that run out. But if this is you or if you have been in a boat of not knowing what to get someone or wanting to get them something really impactful or really meaningful, I am offering gift cards or gift certificates for my services over the holiday season. So for one-on-one individualized intuitive eating coaching. So if you or someone else you know 
is either working to actively improve or strengthen their relationship with food, movement, and self. They're trying to enter 2020 feeling the most confident and least stress that they've ever felt around food, and they really want to separate themselves from dieting and diet culture for not only 2020, but for the rest of their lives, then I would encourage you to consider reaching out and inquiring about this gift card or this gift certificate, whatever you want to call it, because I think it's a really unique opportunity to help give someone the gift of health, the gift of breaking up with diets and diet culture for good. And I think it's kind of that gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift of a service. It's the gift of learning. It's really the gift of helping someone to improve their health. So again, if anyone you know might be interested in this, you can reach out to me and I can describe to you how it will work. Find me on Instagram, on Facebook, any way that you want to get a hold of me. Or maybe if you are listening to this announcement and you are thinking, I want that. <laughs> I want to be treated to a gift card so that I can start 2020 feeling like the best version of me, then maybe point your significant other, your friend, your family member, your dog, I don't know, whoever's going to be buying a gift for you point them in my direction, share some contact information for me with them, and I would love to describe to them how that's going to work. So if it's of interest, reach out, and I would love to let you know. So, da, 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 da. <laughs> fancy transition music. That is all that I have for you today, my friend, before we hop into our episode. A couple of little housekeeping things here. Again, this audio was recorded live from the webinar that I did. So sometimes I am referencing a photo in a slide. Sometimes I'm referencing a comment that someone made in the chat function. So if some of the things don't necessarily totally make sense without that visual component. I apologize, but I tried to be as thorough as possible in reading what Photo said or uh, making it possible to understand even if you didn't have those slides in front of you. So I really hope you enjoy any questions or comments. Please feel free to reach out and have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we will talk next week. Hello everyone who is here. Welcome. I'm trying to get all of our things set up so we are ready to go. Uh, technology sometimes can be a little bit confusing, but this is my third webinar, so we are figuring it out as we go. I'm gonna give everybody about maybe one more minute to kind of roll in. I like to start these things right on time to be respectful of your time as well as mine. Um, oh, hello, you guys can hear me. Wow, and you're already using the chat function. You guys know how to do it. I guess that answers my first question of can you hear me? <laughs> maybe if you're saying hi, you can. Hopefully you can, but uh, we are going to go ahead and jump right in. If anyone comes in a little bit late, they can catch us because it is 7.01. So welcome everyone to your holiday intuitive eating thrival guide, how to keep your cool around food, diet talk, and social gatherings this holiday season. I know many of you personally, maybe I don't know you personally yet, but hopefully I will get to know you, but uh, my name is Claire Tuning. I am a registered dietitian, self-proclaimed master of the puns, so you will be hearing a couple of those today. But um, before we begin, uh, a couple of housekeeping items, so no, I can't see you. This is one of the main questions that I get asked with webinars is, Claire, I can see you, but is there a camera on me? Are you watching me? Are you listening? The answer is no. Um, hopefully you can see my screen and my slides and my face, but I cannot see you. I cannot hear you. So if you're eating a little snack or doing something in the meantime that is totally okay, your privacy will be respected. The second thing is I want to invite you to let this be a learning experience. So 
uh, you probably signed up for this webinar because you want help in your relationship with food or you want to strengthen your relationship with food and how you feel heading into this holiday season. So I invite you to enter into our webinar here just with an open mind asking what can I learn, maybe what insightful questions can I ask, and I, I hope whether this is your first time hearing about intuitive eating or like your thousandth time hearing about intuitive eating that you will leave today's webinar with a couple of new tools in your tool belt. Hey, Emily. What's up, girl? <laughs> um, but the, the last couple of things is the chat is open. As you guys can see, I will be able to see what you send me. If you ask a question throughout the webinar, I'm going to park it in the metaphorical bike rack and answer it at the end of our webinar or during our Q&A session. Um, so if I'm talking about something and a question comes to mind, please go ahead and type it there so you don't forget. But I will circle back to those at the end. The last thing, speaking of being curious and having that learning mindset, I want you to learn how to use the chat function. So why don't you go ahead, if you haven't already typed me a hello, hey, what's up, go ahead and type in the chat function maybe where you're tuning in from. I always love connecting with people and the very cool thing about this whole like online business scene that I do now as I get to meet people and inter meet, I guess, and interact with people from all over the place. So let me know where you're tuning in from. I am like a mile and a half outside of Washington, D.C. It's very monumental here, if you will. Uh, right in Arlington, Virginia, it's getting to be pretty darn cold here. So uh, hopefully the, the holiday season will maybe keep me warm. Um, but I think the better question is, what are we here to do? Claire, what the heck are you just going to sit here and talk my ear off about where you live and the weather? No, thankfully, <laughs> um, for your sake. But we are here today to learn some tactics to feel less stressed around food this holiday season, to make it really that time of joy and connection. Also, to learn how to handle negative or triggering diet talk from social media, friends, family members, wherever it might be coming from and also to help set you up for success on your intuitive eating journey for the holiday season and beyond. I want you to feel incredible throughout this holiday season when it comes to food, but I also want you to feel incredible throughout all of the other days of the year, so we're hopefully going to lay some good groundwork for that. Oh, we have some people, California, Toronto, Josie, Nashville. Emily says she's on our couch. Man, I should have done this from my couch. That would have been nice. <laughs> but now that we know what we are here to do. Uh, you guys know, if you know me personally, that I am a fan of memes and some humor. So pretty much we're going to go from this, how this girl looks in this meme, like yikes, oh my gosh, I need to hide from the food. And we're going to go to feeling like this, where I know it's cheesy, but I feel great. Yeah, you're not going to get out of my sense of humor if you're tuning into this webinar, uh, but I really hope by the end you will have some tools, like I mentioned earlier, to feel great, as Tony the Tiger would say, around food. So what does this actually look like in real life? I feel like dietitians and other health professionals like myself who are of the intuitive eating, non-diet mindset, we talk about these things like food freedom and food flexibility and, and feeling less stressed and easeful around food, which is awesome. Love the message, but what the heck does that actually mean in real life? And my answer for you here is it's going to look different for every single person. One person's definition of food freedom or feeling less stressed around food is going to look different from another person's, but I included this little snippet from one of my current clients here. This is Healthy, what you're viewing here on my screen. It's the HIPAA compliant app that all of my clients have access to communicate with me on, but she, she posted a remark here about how she feels around food and how she's starting to feel where she doesn't fear food anymore. She has some days where she'll have negative thoughts, but she can walk into any place in any situation knowing that she can have any food. For example, today at work, someone brought in Halloween candy and I was not feeling it. This is her, by the way, not me. <laughs> I did grab a billion. I didn't grab a billion pieces and eat it anyways, which is what dieting me would have done. I grabbed a couple of my favorites and stored them in my desk for when I get a chocolate craving. This peace of mind has made me truly grateful. Thanksgiving, ding, ding, ding. 
this year is going to be amazing because it will be the first year that I can truly be happy and present with my family and I'm so excited. So I show this to you all now because I hope that we are all on a journey to feeling more like this around food where we can talk about the holidays like Halloween and Thanksgiving and we can start to get excited rather than fearful or stressed around them because we know how to handle these moments and we know what our own sense of food freedom and ease around food looks like. So I want to kick us off here with a poll because I would like to get a little bit of an idea of how our audience is feeling as it stands right now, 7.07 p.m. on Wednesday, about your relationship with food heading into the holiday season. So what I'm going to do here, if I can maneuver it, like I said, technology sometimes, but I'm going to publish a poll Hopefully you guys can see that somewhere on your screen, but I want you to tell me how you feel about food heading into this holiday season. Do you feel so confident and at ease? Do you feel pretty good? Do you feel neutral or do you feel pretty stressed? So take a moment here. It is now occurring to me that maybe I should have pulled up like the Jeopardy theme song on my phone since I do have my man Alex here keeping us company. I'll give you about one more minute if you can't figure out the, the poll configuration, that's totally okay. But we are going to end poll here. To be honest, I do not know if you all can see that poll, but I can tell you what I see on my end, that everyone who is here right now answered pretty good, which is really exciting for me to hear that you all who answered feel pretty good heading into the season, but regardless of how you feel. I want to encourage you, first of all, to just get curious. Any of my clients who might be watching this webinar right now, I know a couple of you are on here, but you're probably maybe rolling your eyes when you hear me say these two words because I've probably told you them like a lot throughout your journey. But I think we can all agree that it is so important to stay curious on an intuitive eating journey because a lot of this process involves unlearning unhelpful diet messages that we've picked up along the way and relearning things about food in our body that might help us to stay in a more positive or neutral mindset. So why I bring this up right now is because it's not only important for your intuitive eating journey as a whole to have that spirit of curiosity and asking yourself questions and learning from every moment. But this, this season that we're in right now, this holiday season is really a time to capitalize on that sense of curiosity. You know, I see all of the time on social media and maybe you see it too, people talking like the abundance of food around the holidays, like it's a really negative thing. And I'm kind of confused by that. I don't know why that is a negative thing to be surrounded by a lot of food or maybe a different variety of food that we have access to on a daily basis because I think it can be a really fun learning experience to figure out maybe where our relationship with food needs some more work and needs some attention in our day-to-day -day life because if you are heading into this holiday season already feeling really, really stressed out, and freaked out about food, then maybe that's a red flag indication that your relationship with food, the other 10 months of the year maybe needs a little bit of work. Or maybe if you're heading into this season, like some of you on the poll indicated, feeling pretty good, well, maybe you can use this holiday season to look back at how far you have come and the progress that you've made so far on this journey and be really proud of yourself. So what I'm trying to say here is let's take everything that the holiday season is going to throw at us and say, how can I learn from this? How can I use this to put myself in perspective to figure out what I need to be doing the other months of the year to create the most positive environment for food for myself that I possibly can. So you're probably saying, all right, Claire, I'm going to stay curious. I get it. But how the heck do I start feeling less stressed around food this holiday season? Because that's what you promised me that I was going to learn in this webinar. <laughs> so if you are saying that right now, I am on the same page and that is where we are going to go. So the first thing I want to say is when learning how to feel less stressed around food around the holidays or in life in general, we have to work to get our brain and our body on the same page. We humans, 
we're kind of funny creatures, right? And we can't really separate different parts of ourselves because we are one being, we are one creature. So we have to get our brain and our body on the same nourished page. So I want to start out by giving you three tips, like actual tactical tips, get excited to feel less stressed around food. And the first one is going to have to deal with our physical body. So tip number one with the physical body is to eat regularly. So the number one predictor of binging and or overeating, whatever that might mean to you and your standards at a later time is restriction. And that could be mental restriction where you're maybe looking at the food on the Thanksgiving table and you're saying, but I can't, or, but I shouldn't, or, but I won't. Or maybe it's actual physical restriction where you say, well, I'm not allowed to eat anything until 7 PM tonight when the party commences and then I'm allowed to eat. It's kind of like our pendulum analogy that we talk about in intuitive eating. The more we pull the pendulum to one side and deprive ourselves of that food, when we are eventually exposed to food, whether it be a party or because we actually have this biological need and this drive to eat, the opportunity or the likelihood rather that we are going to eat a lot in one sitting is much higher. So I really want to encourage you to ditch the, you know, I have to save all of my calories for the big party or the big meal mentality. Don't be like the girl here on the right side of the screen who wants to save all of her calories for beer. Of course, you can enjoy beer. You can enjoy any drink you like. You can also enjoy any food that you like, but your body doesn't necessarily know that it is a holiday. Your body just knows that it is a day where it is trying to survive. And that means that your body needs regular food now, regardless of your plans later, right? Your body doesn't know, oh, don't worry. We're just going to eat at 7 PM. You don't need to exist as a human until then. No, it doesn't work that way. So uh, why this is so important is we cannot separate our physiology from our psychology, meaning the other couple of tips that I'm going to give you here that are more focused on mindset and mentality around food are not going to work if you are hungry or if your, your physiological drive to eat is overpowering things. I think a lot of the times, maybe you guys can use the chat function and tell me if you have ever heard this word around the holidays, but we hear about willpower and how I'm so bad, air quotes, because I don't have any. But if you're walking into a holiday party and you haven't eaten anything all day and you end up going overboard on that food, it's not because anything's wrong with you. It's not because you're lacking, air quote, willpower. It's because your body needed food hours ago and now it doesn't know when it's going to get food again because you just put it through a little famine, right? So now it's going to do everything that it can to eat all the food that it has the availability to eat to help you survive and get through to the next day. So eat regularly regardless of what your plans are for later. Think about it this way. Um, this is a really awesome graphic from one of my friends. Her name is Taylor. You may know her as Food and Fearless. I highly recommend you give her a follow, but she has this little graphic here talking about biological needs that our body has. So if you have to go to the bathroom, you can either choose to keep holding it and keep holding it and eventually pee your pants, or you can choose to go to the bathroom, <laughs> or if you smell something stinky, you can choose to keep holding your nose and keep doing it and keep doing it until you pass out, or you can choose to breathe. And food very much works in the same way. You can choose to feel that hunger and then restrict and not eat and then end up binging or eating more than you might feel comfortable in one sitting, or you can choose to eat when that first sign of hunger strikes and feel more in control and more empowered for the rest of the day. So tip number two is to reassure yourself that all foods have their place and their purpose. This is something that I love talking about as a dietitian because whenever I talk about it, I see light bulbs go off in people's brains. And I know I can't see you all right now, but hopefully some light bulbs will be going off as we are talking about this. So something in addition to that willpower comment that I hear happening all of the time around the holidays is air quote, this food has no nutritional value. And 
I, I feel kind of eye rolly when I hear that word and that's not in, or that phrase rather, and, and not eye rolly in a condescending way, but, but really it just doesn't make much sense to me because it is a very unhelpful and it is a very untrue statement because all foods, regardless of if it's a cookie like you see there in the picture or an apple, all foods have the potential to offer your body some sort of nourishment. On, on the physical side of nourishment, all food has nutrients that your body knows how to make use of as long as you're not allergic to it, right? Like you see in the second bullet point. So take, for example, here the cookie and the apple. Sure, they're two different foods. Anyone with a set of eyes or a pair of hands could see and feel that they are two different foods. But when you eat a cookie and an apple, they both contain carbohydrates, which your body is going to take and break down into one component that is called glucose. It is a very simple sugar molecule. Your body loves to use it for energy, for your cells, your muscles, your brain. And when you eat these foods and it's broken down and to that simple molecule, your body can't really identify where it came from. So of course, these foods are going to have different properties. Like for example, the apple is going to have more water and it's going to have more fiber and maybe a higher density of, of vitamins and minerals. We call that nutrient density, but maybe the cookie has more memory associated with it. Maybe the cookie has more taste properties that feel really satisfying to you in that moment. So what I'm trying to say here is that all foods have their place. And in some contexts, the apple might be a better choice for you, but in other contexts, the cookie might be a better choice for you. And both of them are totally okay. So what I wanted to add in here, it's the same slide, but a different picture. What you are seeing here is a screenshot of a check-in sheet from one of my current one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, all of my clients fill out these check-in sheets before we head into our calls so that we can have the most productive use of our time possible. But her win of the week she's talking about here is continuing to improve her relationship with food and not privately labeling these foods as good or bad. She also has a note here at the end of not always feeling so desperate to eat all of the food while she can. So I chose to include this at this point in our little webinar presentation because I feel like it's a really good synopsis of those first two tips. Uh, she didn't really feel as desperate to be eating all of the foods all the time because one of our goals had been to eat regularly and incorporate snacks in, in between meals and just not have those long gaps of, gaps of time between eating. So when she started doing this and allowing herself to fill those snacks and, and nourishment windows, as we call them, with foods that she found satisfying and felt good eating and she thought were delicious, she started to realize over time that her urgency to eat all of the foods had very much lessened because she was more nourished and fueled on that biological level. And then when she was fueled, she started having more mental space, that, that mental bandwidth to start reminding herself that food is not a moral issue. It's not good or bad. It's just food. And the more that we can remind ourselves of that, the more time or the more energy rather we have to do other things with our mental energy than just obsess over food all the time. So, oh, there we go. thought my slides weren't going to change. So the third tip that I have for you here in feeling less stressed around food is to ask yourself, what else does this food mean to me? So, so often when we grow up and live in this diet culture that we live in, I had one client who recently graduated who very aptly called it the water that we swim in. Because that's really what diet culture is, but we grow up learning to call foods things like good, bad, clean, dirty, and it puts us in this very negative, numbers-focused, restrictive mindset around food. But during the holiday season and beyond, I want to encourage you, when you start to hear that voice in the back of your head, my clients and I call it the girl or the guy in the back seat who's just like chattering along with their unhelpful advice, and when you start to hear the, the voice 
voice kind of being turned up in in your head, I want to encourage you to just ask yourself, what else might this food mean to me in this moment? Is it a memory of grandma making her world famous, (laughs) right, uh, air quote, cookies in the kitchen before Thanksgiving? Is it maybe a cultural celebration or tradition that my family has every year? Is it a taste that I really love and that brings me back to a specific time in my life? Or maybe... It's an experience or a connection or an opportunity to be with people that I don't get to see all the time. So when you start feeling kind of bogged down and downward spiraling into all of this negativity around food, hit that metaphorical pause button, as I say to many of my clients, and try to see the bigger picture of what else that food might mean to you. So the photo that I have included here is another check-in sheet from one of my current clients. This is one of my college students that I work with. And she's talking about here in this post where she got a care package from her family and she opened it. This was only a few weeks ago. So it had all of these like pumpkin flavored treats in it. And she wrote here that it it used to be those foods that were totally off limits. They were the no foods. And it was quite different though this year when she opened that care package and saw them. So the second note that you will see here from her is that instead of looking at those foods and feeling a lot of fear and hesitation and and guilt and shame, she looked at it in a positive way and she felt that it was fun to get excited about those foods again. She has a note here that she thought about all the good memories that she had eating them with her family and also she kind of honed in on the sentiment of how cool is it that I have family members who think of me and who care about me enough to want to send me this package. So for her, this wasn't just about the food, but it was about that moment of gratitude, that that moment of thoughtfulness that those people had for her, and also thinking about how she used to relate to those foods as a kid, which is a really powerful thing to think about. So the next thing, if my next button will work, (laughs) is holiday diet talk. So we're going to do a little bit of a 180 of conversation here. I had to put this gif, it's not a gif, I guess it's just a photo of this cat here because honestly, that is how I feel a lot of the time when I hear diet talk coming around the bend. Like you, you know when it's about to happen at the holiday table or at a function you're at and you just have this kind of sinking feeling. You're like, oh no, here it comes. And I even feel this as a dietitian, as someone who talks about these issues on a daily basis. So I first just want to send a lot of compassion to all of you who are either watching live or on the replay because I know these conversations can be really negative and they can be very triggering. So if you find them coming up a lot in your life, I really hope this next part of our conversation will be helpful for you. So now that we've had a laugh at our good little cat friend here, I felt like it would be important to open up with, well, where does diet talk happen? And I honestly, I don't think it's a stretch to say it happens everywhere. Social media, advertisements, you know, TV commercials, even those commercials on YouTube that they make you watch now, which is like really frustrating to me. Um, but conversations with friends, family members, coworkers, teachers, pretty much any human being that is living and breathing and living in diet culture can either contribute to diet talk or be a subject of diet talk, or maybe sometimes both at the same time. So before we dive in on how we can handle and navigate these conversations, I feel like it's important to look at the facts. The simple facts of diet talk, it's not helpful for anyone. It never has been. It never will be. It can be really triggering for those trying to step away from disordered behaviors around food or movement or how they view their body. And these final two bullet points here, I really want to hone in on for a second. Because any type of diet talk, whether it's about food or bodies, it brings unnecessary food and body awareness into the space or into the room. And it also sets the precedent for how other people feel like they are allowed to talk about food and their own body in that moment. 
So I want to make an example about that last point because I feel like it is super important for not only ourselves, but also all of those around us. But if I were to walk into a holiday party and the first comment that came out of my mouth after I greeted my friends was a negative comment about some part of my body, uh, how I just didn't like it, how I hated it, and how I wanted it to change. What that would do it was it would not only bring unnecessary awareness towards my body when this conversation was never about me and my body in the first place, but it would also bring a lot of body awareness into the room about how other people were thinking about their bodies. So maybe they could start to think, well, if Claire thinks that about her, then, you know, what do I think about that part of me? Or if she thinks that about herself, then what must she think about me? Because that part of me looks different than that part of her. So what I want to just encourage you and just put out into the open here at this point in our talk is diet talk, never helpful. Um, Like I said a couple of moments ago, never has been, never will be. And I think it's really important before we even figure out how we handle it to just recognize how harmful and the weight that it can carry in these social situations. So now the question is, all right, Claire, I get it. Harmful. I'm not going to contribute to it this year. I'm going to try my darndest not to, but we are all still subjects of it from time to time. So how do we navigate it? So I have a three-step process here that I want to deliver to all of you watching live or on replay. If you haven't already guessed, I love the number three. It's like three tips, three steps, very easy to remember. But the first step is to simply assess the situation of how the diet talk is occurring and ask yourself, should I engage? Now this can be kind of a loaded question because everybody's response is going to be different and every situation is going to be unique. But I have, here we go again, three questions that I feel like can be really important to just ask yourself in that moment to figure out, yes, I should engage or no, I shouldn't engage and I should just get the heck out of this conversation. So these questions are who, where, or what is it coming from? Am I safe right now where I am in my relationship with food? And is this conversation, if I were to embark upon it, is it going to be worth it? So with these first two questions here, uh, the, the who, what, where is it coming from? So if your answer to that question is, you know what, uh, this, this diet message is coming from something that's totally out of my control. Maybe it's an ad, maybe it's a commercial, maybe it's even something that's happening on Instagram, but again, it, it's out of your hands and you don't really want to get involved in a heated internet battle, then your answer to this question would be, well, it's coming from some place that I either don't have control over or it's not going to be worth my time and energy to engage in and that's okay. At this time, you would pivot like Ross from Friends if you're a Friends fan and you would just get out of that situation. Um, Also, as far as the the who is concerned, uh, this is a really important example. If the who is a person who characteristically just like brings you down and is not capable of having a <laughs> a breathable like conversation if they just get super heated and they always just drag you down if you know that this comment is coming from that type of person again totally okay to just get out of there make an excuse fake a phone call pretend like your mom is calling you from the other room i don't know what it's going to be but you can get out of there The second thing here, um, this is something that I find to be really important, so important that I talked about it on Instagram earlier to all the people who weren't going to come to this, I almost said podcast, but this is a webinar, (laughs) but this question is, am I safe? So uh, of course I mean like, are you physically in a safe location? I hope that we are all having our holiday celebrations in a location that feels safe, but I really mean this in the context of, am I safe and secure enough in in my relationship with food or this topic at hand, that if I were to engage, uh, nothing would be triggering enough for me to uh, downward spiral into old habits or to uh, go into the other room and you know undo all of the work that I've been putting really forward progress with. So if your answer here is, you know what, 
um, whatever this conversation may come out to be is not going to be helpful for me, is going to be triggering, is going to take my mindset and put it on everything else except for where I want to be this holiday, then you 100% are entitled to say, you know what? I am out. I'm, you know, faking that call. I am leaving this conversation right now and you never have to engage because your health and your mindset is not worth it. I totally understand because I am one of these people too where we want to do good and we want to plant seeds of intuitive eating and let people know, "Hey, you know, you don't have to go on that diet or you don't have to eat that way." But if how that conversation would play out again is going to be harmful to your mental or physical health, it's not worth it. Someone else can plant the seed with that individual. However, let's see if my button will work. If you find that who, what, where it's coming from is someplace manageable, someplace that will maybe hold space for conversation, you say, you know what? Yep. I'm feeling pretty secure in my own thoughts towards food, my body right now. So not worried about that. Uh, The last question I want you to ask yourself is, is it worth it? right? I don't care how secure you are in what I do care, but for the purpose of this comment, I don't care, you know, how secure you are in your relationship with food or if who said the comment is the most receptive person in the entire world. Sometimes engaging these just in these conversations just isn't worth it. Maybe you've had a really long day. Maybe you are just drained. Maybe you just don't have the interest. And in that case, it's not worth it. And that is okay. Sometimes, uh, bringing intuitive eating to people, you know, alerting them to, Hey, that comment is really not helpful can be a really positive thing to do. And that can be an act of self care to say, Hey, look at me, you know, look what I did. I planted the seed with someone, but sometimes, Uh, An act of self-care for you can be stepping away, stepping out of that conversation and just letting it be for the moment. But if you get the green light on all of these questions, here is what you're going to do. Like our little minion friend, even though your tolerance level may be extremely low, you can proceed with caution. So how we are going to proceed with caution, again, if you've checked all the boxes, if you have the green light, is to start by validating whatever that person said. So I mean this mostly in the context with food comments. If someone says something really negative about their body or their perception of their body, it might not be the best or the most appropriate place to validate what they've said because that can be awkward. That can be outstepping your bounds in making a body comment about them. So we're going to tackle here just food comments. So by validating what this person has told you doesn't mean that that person is right and it doesn't mean that you are agreeing with them, but it simply reassures them that you are listening. I don't think any two people in the history of ever have had a productive conversation when they both come into it feeling super defensive and super on edge, which we know sometimes these conversations can make us feel that way, but I'm going to encourage you take a breath, (laughs) hit the pause button. Maybe take a breath should have been tip number one. We're going to hit the pause button and validate. So what this might look like, let's just say, for example, Aunt Karen over here. I don't know why Karen is the name that catches all these examples. This is not targeted against any individual named Karen. I don't believe there are any Karens here listening, but no, this is just an example. So say Aunt Karen comes over and she talks about how she's doing keto for like the fifth time in a row and she just loves it. It's like rocking her socks and she wants you to do it too because she thinks it's the best thing ever. So what you would say is, hey Aunt Karen, it sounds like that's really working for you. Or, you know, I'm really glad Aunt Karen that you found something that you feel good about. So, you know, very simple little comment just to validate, to show Aunt Karen, hey, I have ears, I'm listening to you, and if I'm going to engage in this conversation, I'm trying to hold some space for your opinions and your thoughts. So the second thing, after you validate whatever they've said, just assert your two cents. And this is where you can get kind of funky with it. This is where you can put your own spin on things. Um, but you just kind of add in whatever your thought might be. Again, using words like I or for me, right? You never want to say, oh, that's terrible for you, right? <laughs> because then that's where we get defensive. But you say, hey, Aunt Karen, you know, it sounds like that's really working for you, but I don't think that sounds like a healthy option for me right now. Full stop. 
Or maybe you say, hey, Aunt Karen, I'm so happy that you found something that you feel good about. And you know what? Now that you bring it up, I feel really awesome about the way I've been listening to my body and and eating recently as well. Like, isn't that awesome that we've both found something that we enjoy? So you're just kind of squeezing these two statements together. You have validated her and you have asserted your two cents to say, hey, super happy for you. I don't necessarily agree, but uh, I'm just doing something else and I feel great about it. And I maybe just really don't want to talk about it. So after you have validated and maybe asserted your two cents, in my opinion, you got two ways, like a fork will come in the road and you can choose to go two ways. So you can choose to, again, like our friend Ross from Friends, you can pivot. (laughs) If no one watches Friends on here, I apologize because you're like, this girl's insane. You're not going to get my joke. Um, But you can choose to pivot or pursue. So if you're going to pivot, meaning you're just going to exit the conversation, you have done your due diligence and holding space for the person and asserting your two cents, but you're like, "Eh, you know what, I kind of want to bail now, which totally okay if you want to bail, but just change the subject. So I'm really happy that works for you, but you know, it's not something that I'm interested in or really worried about at that time or at this time. Or you could even say, you know, that's really awesome for you. Again, kind of validating, asserting, I'm on my own health journey too. And you know, a big part of that, Aunt Karen, is actually trying to think about food less and stress about it less. So would you mind if we just changed the subject and talked about something different? I guarantee you, if you say something very direct like that to Aunt Karen or anybody else who is saying these things, they're not going to be like, no, we can't. (laughs) Maybe they will, in which case you have full permission to just like walk away from them. But usually when you are assertive and kind like that, most people will be like, yeah, let's talk about the weather or something like that. And my last example for you here, again, once you have maybe validated and asserted your two cents, you can do one of my personal favorites in just totally directing the conversation away before they even have a chance to realize that you're not talking about food anymore. So you can say, you know what, Aunt Karen, super happy for you. I don't think that's going to be great for me right now, but like, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, has it been since last Thanksgiving? Oh my goodness, let's catch up on everything else in life because there's so much more to life than food. Tell me about, you know, your new dog or your kid. I don't know, whatever that person cares about and finds to be important in their life, just engage them and let them know that there are more important topics of conversation than food. So, If you're feeling a little bit feisty, on the other hand, I love that word. I don't know, sometimes when I'm talking about food and dieting, I feel kind of feisty and like I want to compassionately take people on, of course. Um, If this is you and you want to, again, hold that space and hopefully have a productive conversation of just planting that seed, we're not trying to be, you know, soldiers of intuitive eating, or maybe we are, but I think sometimes the best thing we can do is just plant that seed we're not trying to convince them we're not trying to deconvince them of anything we're just trying to open their minds and their hearts to say hey there is another way so maybe you could say you know after you validated and asserted your two cents you could say something like uh, actually aunt karen did you know that there's actually research out there to prove that 90 to 95 percent of all diets fail within two to five years of initiation That, my friends, is actually true. Um, There is research to show that and prove that. If Aunt Karen or anyone else has a problem with that, you can send them to Dietitian Claire, and I can show her um, some of this research that's coming out that really does go to show that in the long run, you know, we may see air quote success in dieting, whatever that means, usually weight loss in the short term, but in two to five years, that is not sustainable for anyone because the body wants to revolt against that form of famine, right? So the second thing you can say is, hey, Aunt Karen, I totally understand that you want to be healthy. And you know what? Me too. I also really value my health, but you know, I've actually come to find that dieting is 
really harmful to my physical health, my mental, emotional, and social health in the long run. So that's actually why I've chosen to stop dieting. And again, you can either full stop there, or if she wants to engage and she wants to learn, you can offer her a resource, aka the intuitive eating book. You can show her our Facebook community, which we'll talk about here in a moment. If you get the sense that she is receptive, if he or she is not totally okay, you have done your due diligence in planting the seed. And the last thing here, um, I find this to be a really powerful one when it comes to body talk. I have actually used this one in the past, but I think sometimes drawing people's awareness to just what they said can be really helpful because many people, when we live in this culture that really values food and body above all else, we don't really often pick up on the harmful impact that our words can have if we've never been alerted to them before. So saying something like, hey, you know, I know your intent in making that comment likely wasn't to harm anybody because like you're an awesome person and I know you're such a kind soul, but you know, I think it is really important to realize that impact often speaks louder than intention. And I find that line to be a golden one because the intention that many people have in offering these comments, we can hope at least, is not to harm people or bring them down, but often the impact or the weight that those comments carry is is much heavier, much worse than that intention. So just drawing their awareness to that, again, can be really helpful. So one thing that I want to add in here as we wrap up our conversation on handling diet talk is what does a healthy holiday mindset look like? Um, So again, I want to bring my favorite word. (laughs) Maybe I should get a tattoo that says stay curious. I don't know. That might be appropriate for me, but I want to bring curiosity, um, not judgment back into the picture. So this is something that I challenge my clients to do all of the time, but when we are in an eating scenario that maybe didn't go as we had planned, maybe we exit the scenario feeling not super great, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it might be, instead of coming out of that experience saying, I did such a bad job, or how did I not do better? Or, you know, I have terrible air quote willpower. Just kind of hit that pause button. See if you can give your space, uh, yourself space rather to zoom out and see the bigger picture and ask, well, what is maybe something that I can learn from this experience? Did I enter into this feeling overly hungry and then my primal drive to eat just kind of kicked into gear to keep me safe? Or um, what has my body done over the past couple of days to keep me safe and to ensure my survival? Or, you know, maybe this time didn't go the way I wanted it to or the way that I had planned, but is there anything that I can do next time to maybe shift my perspective and make things turn out a little bit differently. So you see what I said there? It was all very neutral. It was all very question-based because everything that happens to you can be a learning experience if you choose for it to be. You are your own best teacher. Of course, I love to be a teacher and a guider for things like this, but um, me and any other coach dietitian out there, we have no idea what it's like to live in your body. So if you can learn from an experience and what that was like, to be in your body, then you can hopefully inform what you might need to do better or differently for next time. Remembering too that all foods have their place. Our conversation from a couple of moments ago, food is food is food. Food is memory, it's connection, it's fuel. It is so much more than a place for negativity or guilt or shame. So just remember that over this holiday season. And I also wanted to be your cheerleader here in saying that you have got this. Uh, I know you do because your track record for making it through holidays is 100% if you're listening to this webinar. You've made it through all the holidays in the past, so I have no doubt that you can make it through this one feeling even better than in years past because you have all of this knowledge and this experience under your belt. So I included this little snippet from Healthy. Again, it's a client reflection here on the right because I think it's a really powerful example of what a positive mindset around the holidays looks like. So she writes, as the holidays approach, I want to make sure that I am present. This morning, a sweet lady brought in sausage balls, hello delicious, and pigs in a blanket, and breakfast foods are my jam. 
Everybody tends to make more of these treats around the holidays, and I am so happy. I had my smoothie walking into work, and I was about halfway done with it, and now my smoothie is chilling in the fridge because this girl is fitting all foods into her life. This journey is life-changing. My belly and my heart are full. So that there is a perfect example of how we can include all foods. We can find a balance of foods that help us to feel really good and nourished in our bodies and in our spirits. And uh, that just post just makes me smile because I love breakfast and also smoothies. <laughs> so... I wanted to um, put this last little note here. This little um, less than a minute long clip is a snippet from one of my now past clients when we recorded this. He was a current client of mine, but he's talking about how there is more to life than food. And I think this is a really impactful message to end on tonight and to also carry with us through the rest of the year as well, not only throughout the holiday season. So I'm going to see if I can get this. Maybe. And more carbs and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, there's cookies. And, like, and, and even the other day when we went out for graduation dinner, like, I got an unexpected dessert that, like, the waitress just decided to, like, give us for free. And before, that would have just thrown me off track. And, like, I, it would have ruined the whole night for me. And, like, now it's like, okay, I'm able to have a couple bites. And I'm able to enjoy it. And I'm able to move on with my life and just enjoy time with family like I guess what I'm trying to say is that my brain isn't so caught up in the food um as much anymore now I have so much more mental space to be able to give to other people like to give my attention to actually being in the moment and enjoying everything else that's going on besides food because life although food is important like life is way more important than trying to figure out how you're going to compensate for the surprise churro and ice cream like I'm going to see if I can get my slides back. We got them. So I wanted to include that there, A, because a surprise churro and ice cream sounds like the best surprise ever, and B, because that last statement again that he had, that food is important. Of course it is. We need food. It's something that we can really enjoy and look forward to. It is by no means the only thing that we need to think about or look forward to in life. So before we go to Q&A, which if you have questions about anything that we covered, I will tell you now to go ahead and start typing them into the question box so we can start kind of getting that list geared up to go. But before we go there, I wanted to include this little snippet from one of my colleagues, a friend of mine, a fellow nutrition coach, and she has this little tweet. It says, I'm so glad I waited for January 1st to improve my health and invest in myself, said literally no one ever. And and I think this is very appropriate and it's kind of funny around this time of year because something that I hear many of us saying, sometimes even myself included, is, well, I'll just wait until January 1st to invest in this thing that's going to make me better or to really look at and assess my relationship with food and where it needs strengthening or where it needs help. And it makes total sense why we do this, right? Right. But we also have 42 or 43, one of the two, days between now and January 1st, which is actually a lot of days, if you think about it. It's a lot of days where you could, here's our quote, get curious, learn about yourself, and really start to make progress in strengthening and mending your relationship with food so that you don't wake up on January 1st and think to myself, oh my gosh, here I am starting a new decade, another year feeling negative about food and movement and my body. So where I am going with this is if you are ready to make the best use of those 42 days, many of you might be aware. In fact, some of you definitely are aware because I know some of my current clients are here in the webinar. I do work one-on-one -on -one with individuals throughout the holidays and every other day of the year to help them strengthen and mend their relationship with food, movement, and self. So what this looks like is 100% individualized coaching. It's based on application, support, and accountability. These three things, the application, support, and accountability, are the things that you cannot 
get from something like a webinar or a podcast or a book. You can get really awesome information there, which is why I love those devices and those platforms, but you're not going to get that person who knows you, who can help you on that individual level and hold you accountable to making these forward steps in your life. So we do weekly or bi-weekly video coaching calls on the Healthy app that you saw a couple of screenshots from with some of my current clients. And through that app, you have more or less unlimited access to me through that HIPAA compliant app. So there is a food journal where you can post photos of food. There is no place whatsoever for calories. We do not track weights, but we're looking at how we feel around food, how we feel around movement. And the really cool thing about this in addition to the chat function is I go on healthy daily and I peruse through posts. I see how each of my individual clients is doing. I comment back so we can keep that conversation rolling between uh, calls, between conversations so we can really be in each other's ears and mending that relationship with food on a daily basis, not just a a weekly or a bi-weekly basis. And the last thing here that I will add in, this is actually a new addition. All of my current clients on here might be nodding their heads. I actually, today, I finished writing either the third or fourth edition of our client exclusive weekly email. So this is just a little addition, something for community building where we celebrate birthdays and major wins and breakthroughs that people have had, as well as kind of mini trainings and and tips for the week and thoughts that I have that I want to offer just an additional value for my current one-on-one clients. All right, post-webinar Claire is back. The webinar recording has now ended. This is Claire back talking to the Podians here on the Yours Julie podcast. But I, I kind of cut off the, the ending there, ending remarks and ending the Q&A section that we had just because I, I wanted to make this episode not too incredibly long because I know it's kind of a, of a lengthy one already. So I really hope that you enjoyed listening into our webinar. Again, if you couldn't tune in live, if you didn't get the message that a webinar was even happening, I wanted to give you the opportunity to head into this holiday season feeling the best that you possibly can around food, so I hope that you found it helpful. If you like that webinar format, and you're thinking, wow, I wish I could have been there live to ask questions or participate in the poll that you heard us do or get the replay recording or any special offers that may come after webinars, then I will be doing them in the future. I do not have the next webinar date on the books, but if you are following along with me on social media, you will get all information about that. I 100% intend on all of my webinars being free because I really really just want to provide value and information to you and your journey. So keep an eye out for future webinars. And lastly here, before we sign off, I promised at the beginning of the episode that I had another announcement for you. So this announcement actually stems from an idea that some of my friends and fellow podcasters over at Diet Riot or the Diet Riot Podcast, which first of all, how cool is that name? They had me on as a guest on their podcast, and I believe that episode will air the week that this episode is airing. So go check them out. Check out that episode. But they were running a little challenge or a giveaway, I guess is the better word, for listeners of their podcasts who leave ratings and reviews. So many of you might know if you are a podcast fanatic, if you love podcasts, then the best way for a podcast to grow is to get ratings and reviews so that this message, this podcast can reach more individuals who need to hear it. It will show up on more explore pages. It will be recommended to listeners who maybe listen to some of the same content or similar content that we cover. And I would love to incentivize you, here we go, to leave a rating and a review. And in return, I want to provide a gift or a little raffle item for anyone who might feel inclined to do so. So what I'm thinking is for now or from now until 
the start of 2020 or until New Year's, we are going to be running this raffle where if you leave a rating and a review here on the Yours Truly podcast, you tap those five stars, you write a review of what you love about the podcast or something you're really enjoying, and I will enter you or the name that you put on that rating review into a random number generator, and you will be entered to win the raffle, which is going to be a copy of the most updated edition of the Intuitive Eating book, which is like the number one book for anyone who is looking to get into an intuitive eating journey and learn more about it. It's written by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. So that will be raffle item one in this basket is a free copy of their book. I'm also going to include a $25 Amazon gift card because who doesn't love that? You can get anything and everything that you need on Amazon. And I will also be including a piece of merchandise. I can't be too exact yet on what this is going to be because I have not revealed it yet or that this will even exist, but a piece of yours truly merchandise that I am currently working on. I am in love with how they look so far and how they are turning out. So that will also be included in the size of your choice in this raffle basket. So again, the only qualification to be entered to win this basket of the book, the $25 Amazon gift card, and the piece of yours, Julie merchandise is to take a couple of moments, leave a rating and a review, and I will enter you into when our raffle, the winner will be announced on the first episode of 2020 here on the Yours Julie podcast. So yes, every time you leave a review, I will enter you for multiple chances to win. But I think this will be a really great way to A, help the podcast grow and B, to provide a little bit of value and fun and excitement to anyone who is taking some time out of their day to not only listen, but to also leave those kind words. So Any questions about that, feel free to reach out and we will talk soon, my friends. See you next week.